In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and now your host in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It is open week, and unfortunately, by the time you hear this on WJFK on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., the Open will be underway, and we will not know what is going on. So a little bit of a preview, a little bit of a general discussion today, and there's some other stuff cooking in the world of golf we're going to definitely talk about. Let's say hello to the panel today. John Gould, the CEO, the Mid-Atlantic PGA CEO, is here with us after being at the Maryland Open last last Wednesday, a couple days out there. And where was it and who won? Uh, Hillendale Country Club in Baltimore, and a guy named Ryan Siegel uh, from Baltimore Country Club won it. Uh, Former mini-tour player. 65, 65, 68, one, four, going away. Well, he didn't find the game or the course challenging at all, I guess did not. He? I guess okay. not. Okay. Uh, that's the Open. Now, isn't there an amateur division? Uh, there's a Maryland amateur that I believe is at the end of this month. Okay, Correct. so this is just yep. the total Open. Now, some Correct. amateurs play in the Open. Oh Yeah, yeah many, many do. Many yeah. do, okay. Correct. Yep. How, how often do, does an amateur win the Maryland Open? Uh, I would say... 50%, 40%, something really? like that. Yeah, we, okay. there's some good amateurs in Maryland. Same in Virginia, as a matter of fact, which which starts this week. It's always the same week as the British Open or the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say amateurs win half the time, maybe. Now, if I recall, the Maryland Open has a little bit of prize money. The Virginia Open has had more prize money because they had a better sponsor attached to it. Is that still the case? Yes, I would say yes. Okay. Maryland Open is still pretty decent, uh, but Virginia Open is going to have a little bit more. What did it pay? Uh, I, I actually don't know, but I believe it was around in the $40,000 ballpark for the total purse, and Virginia is going to be sixty-two, sixty-five. dollars Okay. Like so, in other words, you're not going to make a living. No, no. You're hoping for opens. a first-place check, $7,000, $9,000. Exactly. Like buddy Christensen here of Golfdom joins us. Hello, buddy. Good to see you again, my friend. Bud, we're How good are to you? see you guys. I, uh, I have a confession to make. All right. Uh-oh. You know I make 99.9% of my purchases of all golf equipment Uh-oh. and apparel here uh, at Golf no, no, no. He went in Tyson's. Or- he's, he's coming clean now. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and then, you know. You were on the road, right? This was not a home purchase. Mm. Is Fairfax the road? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so, we- so anyway, every now and then, you guys are out of stock, or you may not carry a particular oh, okay. item. You can't carry everything. Them. My God, you've got a million SKUs in here. You cannot, yes. You cannot, okay. Also, you don't carry necessarily out-of-print clubs that have been sunsetted by the manufacturers. Okay. Not all the time, right? Yeah, no. There's not, a lot of qualifiers yeah, to this I know, one. He's, really, <laughs> he's getting himself covered here. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, good old Odyssey. They keep coming up with new putters all the time. And you know you know me, I've got a putter addiction. I've got a putter problem. I need to go to a counselor for that. Yep. Uh, but uh, Odyssey used to make a putter that had what they called micro hinges on the face. Yeah. Remember that? It was the Odyssey Lab 7 or something like that. I, I remember the micro hinge. I don't remember which line that was tied to, but okay. So I got some notification in my web browser from another major box retailer. Uh-oh. And it had... <laughs> I it can't had, believe you even look at the website. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> it had the fang-style 
Odyssey putter with the micro hinges on the front with the the lab stroke lab shaft, right? Right, right. Which has the two different weights and things of majigging to make it, more putts. In theory, always right. make more putts. Always yes. make more putts. And I said, Oh, it's on sale. And I don't have the fang version, I have a blade version. I bet Buddy has it at Golfton. Well, you don't because it's going out of style. They have extra stock at this big box retailer they're trying to get rid of. So I unfortunately <laughs> order. You you didn't go. I, was this a minute order? I ordered ordered online? ordered online a putter that is out of print, out of stock. You don't have it here. Other stores don't have it. I said I need to get it because once it's gone, it's gone. What time did you order this at night? Was it past midnight? <laughs> oh, well past midnight. <laughs> okay. I thought All it was right. going to be one of those jailbirds that that. Uh, they're reproducing now that all these guys have won over the last couple of weeks. What with. jailbirds? The um, the Callaway jailbirds. The Odyssey putter oh, that gotcha. Ricky Fowler, yeah. Clark. Oh, and so they they've been running. I think TV ads because I've got a couple of friends who told me they ordered one uh, quite late at night gotcha. as well. <laughs> but but let There's me just say this is this is the one the striped black yes. and white I figured that's where you were going. looking one. What they don't they don't make those anymore. No, they, they, you could have bought one of those six weeks ago for. $35 used, and you could have bought one after the U.S. Open for $1,500 used. So they're out of print. So they're out of print, but so Odyssey, Callaway owns Odyssey. Callaway just wow. said, you know what? We're going to do a limited run of them. They just redid them. Oh, hold on a what second. What was the though. retail price? The retail price. For the new and, ones. And I, I, the we re- haven't gotten them yet, but uh, 400 Yeah. Now, that said, look at this one right here. Odyssey announces a jailbird limited edition with That's, the micro hinge face. Is that oh, also no. out of print? Because now I might need to get that one as well. <laughs> is this not the one that's coming out? Where, where I don't know. This is no. This about. yeah. This is from June twenty sixth. But yeah, look at that. Look at yeah, that picture yeah. there. It's got the the micro hinge face. So you need it. You, you need it definitely. I, I, I might be able to get that for you. But hey, Zabe, just to let you know, I take no offense. Golfers are golfers. They're going to look. They're going to find something somewhere, and and we know we don't get 100% of the business. Okay. Probably know that we can't get better than 80% of the business for a true golfer because okay. they're out there. They're doing things. Good. So, but, no I'm, but I'm cut off. Is that yeah, what exactly. you're saying? Yeah, I'm out. No more out. discounts. I'm out of the family. Might as well go exactly. all the way to that. Yeah, that put them uh, back to 100% full retail, and we'll be right. fine. Chris Johnson from the Salute Military Golf Association. Golf CJ. clap. Sorry for such a delay for a, a ruling on that one. You were sitting patiently there. Absolutely. What do you make of it? What do I make of the putter? Yeah, I, just I love everything. the putter. And the putter obsession Yeah, people uh, have, right? Well, you have more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about that earlier about you bringing multiple putters on a golf trip. That's I, right. did, I ended up not traveling. I ended up traveling one. I picked one and I went with it, so yeah. there you go. All right, speaking of golf trips, let's start with this. Man, I was hot under the collar today driving here because – a good friend of mine who went with us to Scotland is playing Pebble with a group of guys. Mm. Pebble, Spanish Bay, Spyglass. Four-day trip costing who knows how many dollars. Thousands. Lots of zeros. Yes, lots of zeros. He's having a heck of a summer, by the way. Scotland <laughs> and right. Pebble Beach. That's right. amazing. And he said, in, he said in the text thread, he's like, I think they're going to make me play the Whites at Spanish Bay, which is 6,100 yards. And I said, well, play whatever you want to play. One of the guys says, oh, it's not as easy out there as you think. And I said, what do you mean? You paid the money. Play what tees you want. 
And I understand, Mr. Gould, the whole play it forward concept. Or the pace tee of play. Yep. Tee it forward concept. But I think tying it to one's handicap, which is what I guess they do. They go, well, what are you, sir? And I'm a 13.2. But this guy can hit it 250, 260 in the air off the tee. Can't putt like all of us. Should buy some more putters here from Golfdom. Correct. Um, he's got short game issues. He's erratic, but he can hit it far enough. I said it's dumb to assume that because you're X handicap, you can't handle 6,500. Because it changes the shot values, I believe, on a golf course where if he plays bad, he'll play bad at 6,100 or 6,500. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Yes. Bad day well, is a bad let day. Me, let me kind of interject here and, and say that all kinds of courses do this. St. Andrews famously does it. You have to have a letter from your pro to play the back the championship tees at St. Andrews. Right? And it's not much of a course from the back tees. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, Even still. It's, yeah. yeah. You could argue that either way. But what, what I'm saying is they don't have time for a one-on-one interview with every guest they have at those facilities. So they make a rule, and they say, okay, handicap, here's where you're going to play. And then you can go to them and say, hey, look, my problem is not the drive. Right. It's I suck at chipping shipping and putting and they most likely are going to say okay no problem but they make they set the expectation of the, of the rule based on handicap okay so that what they only have to talk to one person out of this group instead of all 16 players in the group and try to figure out what tees they're okay play. but whatever happened to just basic pace of play where they're like well we have two marshals one on each side and they will keep you moving if you fall behind i i would say that a there's our our society right now you're going to have 16 guys paying the amount of money they're going to pay. Said, I paid my $500. I'm playing every hole from where I want, and I'm taking as long as I want, and screw the people behind me. That's, and you can't that's defeat that happen. argument. You yeah. cannot defeat that mentality. Well, then it doesn't matter what tees are going to play if that's the case. If they're no, never going to take a drop, never going to pick up. They're going to try to help by saying, hey, you're playing too far back. You're, okay. you're a 13. Buddy and CJ weigh in on this. I, I think John's right that – that's one way they can settle that argument. Would they? Would they let them off and say, you know, I do have this problem? Would they say, okay, now I think you they can play would. the blues? Not a St. Andrews. I mean, right. but but I think at a place like that, they say, okay, well, you know, you you've made the argument, and that's fine. But you can control that, I think, easier than the pace of play. The pace of play, you are going to get that attitude from mm-hmm. a guy like, look, yep. you know how much I paid to play here. Sure, I'm going to take yeah. this. So do you know how long rounds are at Pebble Beach anyway? Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Well, and Five one of, one of and the arguments half. that a marshal would make is, you guys are so far behind, you need to skip a hole. Can you imagine telling somebody <laughs> to skip <laughs> a hole at Pebble? Yeah. Hey, yeah. sorry, you got to skip number seven. Where's you my discount? Three. You got to go <laughs> right. to eight. That's no way that's happening. What is one eighteenth of five? Hundred and thirty-eight dollars plus caddy and tip. Right. It's, it's a bit, but I, you know, I think they can control that. The pace of play. It's and plus, if you're going to play for five and a half hours, why not be at Pebble Beach? While okay, you're I think the, five and a half. I think the tough thing is when you play tour courses, when you go on a trip and you yep. play courses that you're familiar with seeing on TV, and you don't get to play from the same tee box or you know, which completely changes the whole. Like, I played East like two years ago. And you, what is it, 14 or 15 on the back there, the monster par three yeah. that's all over the water. carry over the yep. water. Like We played from a tee box that was like 125. Oh, think. God. Yeah. Like something like that, and as opposed to so – And it's like just kind of over a smidge of the water instead of the angle of the whole thing of the water. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. It's a t- totally different hole. You know, so I, th- I think that's the tough part, you know, on there that you want to see as you've seen it on TV and the challenge and sure. all of that type of thing. 
but you know that that said, like I didn't want to hit the shot from two thirty five over <laughs> right. the water yeah, either. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I think it's also how a course carries its weight. Some people carry their weight better than others, and so therefore, a course that's got let's focus on the par fours, typically ten par fours, right? Ten yeah. par fours, four threes, four fives. Yep. If the par fours are all four hundred yards long. That's fine. That's not that tough. If, however, four of the par fours are 430 or longer, but four of the par fours are 350 or shorter, that's still that's way harder because the 350 par four is still two shots. A good drive is a wedge. A bad drive is a nine iron. It's kind of samesies for us weekend golfers. But a 430-yard-plus par four, that's like a bogey right off the gate. Yeah, like I yeah. bust one and I got 190 in. Yep. Good luck. So it's all about how it carries itself. And I just don't like if you're a decent enough player to be able to hit the ball a certain distance, you're not topping it, you're not whiffing, and you're going to keep up with play. You don't want to play well on a day when you play from a 6,100-yard tee where you're having driver taken out of your hands on short par fours. It changes shot values. It, there's no question it does, Zay. But what I'm telling you is when you have a lot of guest play, which I'm presuming these courses do, they do. you cannot assume that everybody's going to have that mentality that, okay, I'm, I'm doing the right thing here. Most of them are going to be, hey, I paid my money. I'm going to hit every shot. Uh, you know, it's going to take six hours, and I don't care about the people behind me. Yeah. I know that's, this that's if, you, be the most at, if you – go attitude. ahead, buddy. Well, I was going to say, the other thing, this solves you – know, in my groups – we always have the argument, which tees are we going to play? Well, that, that now establishes that. Yep. We're not really arguing. So it might just solve that problem for certain groups. And there's probably half the guys who are like, sweet, we're playing up instead yep. of back. So now, so a serious golfer like yourself is going to take offense, but I think probably half are going to be happy and then another quarter don't really care one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that – like, and not to name drop another course, but I played Seminole a couple Damn. months ago. <laughs> and, and, and they had pros on the golf course, assistant pros out there pushing. Just, I mean, it, it was like, I can't remember if it was 3.30. I don't think it was 3.15, but that, that's like club policy. You have to finish in 3.30 or, or under. 3.30. And they, and they are out there. Walking? Th- like, walking, <laughs> you know, with caddies. But they're like, let's go, let's go, like. Waiting on tee boxes, moving you around as fast as possible, and but Seminole probably doesn't do more than fifty rounds a day. No, I mean, I, <laughs> we, we were like second to last out there, and there was nobody there. On and it was a Sunday at like. Well, that's why you have assistant pros have time to do that because there's yeah. there's nobody else around. Well, and yeah. you also don't say, "Do you know how much I paid to right. play here today yeah. Yeah. at that place?" <laughs> you move along. But I remember, like, we got drinks at the turn, and they were like, "Let's go." To the 10T, like, quickly, wow. quickly, let's go. I think I heard something about Seminole CJ that said they don't let you be on the course after 7. The property. The, 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 the property. The, the entire property. Is, yeah. it, is it 7 or even it, earlier? When we were there, it was, I believe it was 7. Okay. And that was in <laughs> early March. That's insane. Yeah, but it was. Golden hour. Were, yeah. They're like, you don't get golden hour here. Get out, get, go home. No, don't you people have homes? And actually, there's a, there's an old dude named Buddy who runs the club out, runs the uh, locker room in there. And we got in there, and we were like, we want to take a shower. And he goes, hurry it up now. <laughs> yeah. well, I actually yeah, was like, on a trip with a pro who was uh, an assistant there. And he would have to go out there and tell these CEOs, mm-hmm. all of these people, hey, you, you've got to leave right now. And I'm like, yeah. how, how was that? And he was like, they'd all listen. They, they yeah. respected the rules. Kick them off the course in the Kick middle of the round? In yeah. the middle of the round. Sir, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're on time. We got to go. Uh, what part of PGA school is that 
uh, Mr. Ghoul. Yeah, that is the school Between folding charm. sweaters yeah. and giving lessons, then it's the, okay, here's your next challenge. Exactly. <laughs> God, I thought the playability test was the hardest part of being a PGA of America professional. Yeah, I had to tell the Inst- CEO on the third hole, sorry. <laughs> tell, us, leave. tell Jamie DeMone of Citicorp, get out. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the Open, shall we? Um, new hole, who dis? New short par three, number 17, at Hoylake that looks like it could be, and by the time you hear this, maybe it already has, wreaked carnage on some of the field, depending on the wind. It's a teensy, tiny, very venomous little par three. Only 138 yards, I believe. And it's got a tiny little green that slopes off on all sides. Monster bunker in the front. Bunkers left and right that slope off. And then beyond the green, slopes off down to sort of like seaweed and stuff out to the ocean. What do you guys think of this new hole? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't remember what the old hole was or how they It went the it. other direction, so yeah. it was predominantly downwind, not into it. Yeah, so I think it's going to be exciting because either way, if, if the wind is laid down, it's going to be a birdie hole. I mean, these guys with 138 yards, you know, you put a five-foot circle around the hole and they're going to be able to hit most of those. And that's, it feels like that's what you're going to have to do. If you don't get it within a five-foot circle around the hole – you know, as you said, it, there's a lot of roll-off, especially that bunker on the right. feels like everything that to the right will end up in that bunker, you know, the way they sure. do things. Um, and then if we get a crosswind, it's going to be almost impossible. So there is going to be carnage everywhere. So I think, you know, we're not going to see many routine pars. So you're either going to hit it close or you're going to be really scrambling. Here's a good uh, – I'll just – oh, this was the uh, video of it. You can take a look here on the Jumbotron. It changed directions. So the old one – went that way the new one goes this way so i guess there's a little bit extra walking involved because you're coming off the 16th green and instead of going right here and then hitting you've got to go trundle down to here pink and then you go to 18 i mean there was a lot of talk about the one at lacc and it wasn't as eventful as everybody anticipated it being i remember that yeah yeah that said the one that played as short as i think 75 yards or 78 yards whatever but um, you know, I, I, everything that they've been saying about this hole is you're going to have the best players in the world have eights on this, which you've never heard of before on a par three in a major. So, I mean, I'm interested to see how it plays out like that. I, I mean, that's the best part about the Open Championship is that the weather can change everything. You, you yep. know, it can make a hole be easy as possible or it could be impossible. Well, and an 18 is is a 400-and-something yard par five, which right. is a really short hole for those guys. So you're talking the last two holes being – so we're talking about playing it forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't get easier playing it right. forward sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, the other thing I wonder about, and we'll have to see on the coverage, I'm wondering, does the new hole fit stylistically the old course? Because, you know, like many British Open Links courses, they've got simple circular pot bunkers like this. Here they've got wild, sort of craggy-edged, sprawling bunkers a la Whistling Straits. Do these type of bunkers exist elsewhere on the course? Well, Don't know. Th- those aren't in play. I mean, they got the little pot bunkers by the green. The, the, none of our yeah, we won't, we won't see those. Well, there's the walkthrough. There, the that part, the front part's in play. But this stuff, yeah. I'm just from yeah. an artistic standpoint. Uh, that's yeah. all. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if that fits. The style, but yeah, look, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They've been applauding um, Liverpool or Hoylake uh, for being forward-thinking and saying, "Yeah, we'll put a brand new hole in here, 
even though we've got a historic course. And one, we're fine one thing with that, that I, they did mention on the golf channel I was watching that night is that it looks like it's been there forever. You know, they, sure, at least yeah. they didn't botch the construction where, man, this looks so different than the other holes. It it looks like it's been there for sure, 150 sure, years. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we got that going for us. Okay. Which is um, nice. Meanwhile, uh, last week, Rory McIlroy with an incredible finish at the Scottish Open, a two iron, just, you know, neck high into a howling gale out of a divot. Who carries a two iron, by the way? He Buddy, put it in the bag for in. that event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he put it in the bag just for that event. Yeah. And. Nips the native son Robert McIntyre, the Scotsman, Bob. Uh, the old Bob, by by a stroke. What a finish! What a birdie finish. at seventeen too. Yes, in that wind. Too bad we and couldn't watch it. Too bad we could. And I heard you on your podcast this week. <laughs> Try to find I, I was the same way. I, I I was on ESPN watching the groups, yep. whatever group feature group, yep. and they were done. So they started to show Rory on seventeen, and then that cut out, and then I didn't know where to go. Apparently, it was on CBS. Well, I, I had no CBS. idea. No idea. I didn't even think to look there at 7 a.m. on a well, Sunday morning. Especially because ESPN had the featured group right there. I figured <laughs> yeah. it would be somewhere else. On, yeah, on, on, a, on an ESPN platform. Right? Yeah. What did you make, CJ, of his reaction when he made the putt? I mean, it, w- it was one of the more interesting ones. It was kind of like, you know, Fowler's reaction a couple of weeks ago was yeah. one of the best we've seen in a long time. <clears throat> and I guess he was in a little disbelief that he, he thought he missed the putt. And that's where that sort of – original reaction came from there of, of the laughter. But uh, but this shot was unbelievable. The fact that he didn't have a three iron and he went from a four iron to a two iron. It's I a thought, weird gap. Isn't <laughs> and it? then he just sort of sawed it off and with that amazing swing. And I mean, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Four iron draw to two iron fade is basically what he yeah. went with and, and turned out to be the right thing. Incredible finish. And then the other incredible finish was Steph Curry yeah. at the American Century. Eagle on 18 to win. Poured it in like it was, what? Should I not make this? That is a natural alpha athlete doing what they do best, right? No question. Even the no look at the end, it was it was exactly like when he shoots his three pointers and starts walking. Yeah, you know he knew it was in, uh, and <laughs> and that's on know, top of his ace earlier in the week. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we haven't mentioned the you know uh, the CJ sent us a text about the 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 guy yelling and and uh, Marty Fish's backswing on the tee, which was just abominable. Right, um, and basically gave Steph the opportunity to make Eagle to win because you would think that a player that good would make birdie and then he. Steph wouldn't be able to win. Um, I was wondering, by the way, if Steph, you know, obviously there's nothing you can do, right? You can, there's no replays or anything like that. But I was wondering if Steph would, you know, kind of just chip tank one, for chip, him. Yeah, chip one down the fairway and say, okay, we're even. Uh, let's go from right. here, kind of thing. CJ but. set it up as to what happened here. So Marty Fish had a two shot lead. Uh, no, no, sorry, Point. a one shot lead. He did, well, it was or points. whatever. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, yeah. yeah exactly. But. Technically a one-shot lead on there. Three points. Yeah, three yeah. points. And uh, and so, yeah, Marty Fish is lining up to uh, over his ball on 18 and literally right in his backswing, a fan yells, a fan in quotation marks, yells Fanatic. twice. Let's just call him that. Yeah. What does he yell? Just a wild no scream. It was yeah. like, a, a, like two screams, like back-to-back in his backswing. And then Marty Fish just totally flinches. He sieges it. You know, just totally smother, <laughs> smother hooks you've, it. You've got the trademark on that. Yeah, he he just smother hooks it to the you know to the right because he's a left-handed player. So you know to the to the right side. He ended up making par, but as John was saying, Steph made eagle, and that gave open. Was up the door this for him. confirmed because a fan had money? 
No, it was no. not. But that's that's part of the story. Is you know, with all this live betting that's going on now, is that you may you may see this more often. Yeah, now. make a bet and then true. impact the play. Yeah, mm. as a fan, not good. It's like the like the spectator from the Tour de France, make a bet and then bump the guy out. Perfect. Was that that guy was betting? I no, thought it was no, a selfie. You could though. That's the opportunity, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is why I've always advocated for rough frontier justice for any Yahoo's Correct. at a golf tournament. And I was described as a savage. You're like, no, you can't do that. You can't just let him get beat up by the fans. I'm like, it would stop it yeah, <laughs> in true. a hurry. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. All right, coming up, uh, we've got more from the world of golf, including. An emergency nine to talk about as well. Stay with us. We're here at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner for the Capital Golf Gang. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more. And get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Not just soon in Rockville. Rockville's open for business. I need to uh, change that copy just a bit. Uh, Great store out there, a touch smaller, a little cozier than this one here in Tyson's, but still has all your golf needs. All right, we are back, Zabe here with John Gould, Buddy Christensen, and Chris Johnson. We're time to play an emergency nine. Here we go. Hole number one. Where do you stand on the concept, the concept, boys, of interior out of bounds, like they have at Hoylake? Interior out of bounds. Yeah. I would prefer not to, but I understand the need for him on a on a course like this, uh, where uh, basically for those that don't know what he's talking about, uh, usually the out of bounds is defined by a course that's not the, by property that's not part of the course. It's off property, and in this case, you know, uh, if you, because the holes are parallel to each other, you would have a lot of hey, I'm going to play down the fifth while I'm playing the third because it shortens it for me, but it would be absolutely dangerous for the players, right? Balls would be coming from everywhere. You wouldn't know what's going on, not to mention the spectators on the course. So I understand the need for it. I just don't feel it's uh, it's kind of yucky. To me. Is that the case at Hoylake? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I no, thinking. no. It's this internal thing that yeah. I read was a racetrack, horse racetrack. Oh, that's right, oh. back and in the day. So it, it's always been there. And then they have walls, I think, defining it. Um that they used in 14, but this year they're moving it 20 yards in towards the fairway. From what I what I read, um, so it's it's not that far off. I the saw fairway a white line just off the a white fairway. line too. Yeah, it's not right. even like a defined yeah. you know area. It's 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 going to be interesting. So I guess because they cannot uh, obviously build tree, they can't grow trees there. That would be anathema to the nature of a links course. They can't put in enough bunkers to make it. 
a bit of a hazard. There's no way that you could protect guys from just cutting the corner. Or so bailing they have out. This, yeah, or bailing things. out. Or, so they just have this giant internal OB. Yeah, I don't, I don't love the idea of it, but at least you know it. You know it even yeah. though this looks like they should, put, hard they should put the yellow and black stripes down on the, on the course. Oh, like like nice. in this aerial photo here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of up and down on it. Like, think about how far Spieth hit that ball right against yeah. Kucher in the final round right. over by the driving range, and it was still in bounds. Now, that was I mean, not at Hoylake. No, that was at uh, Royal St. George, I believe. Yeah, but just saying, like, yeah. sure. That, I mean, that bar, ball is so far off the golf course, and he ends up getting all this amazing ruling. I've never been a fan of when guys line up to play holes not the way that they were meant to play, like Mickelson or Bubba Watson or Sergio does that. Right. Obviously, Daly did it back when he won the PGA the first time. Um, you know, so I, I, it doesn't bother me that much that they have something like this. Yeah, I, I just think there's got to be other ways to do it. Internal OB strikes me as as foreign a concept as taking a blue spray paint can and drawing a circle and putting pond in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Couldn't they grow the hay up? Couldn't they grow the rough up in that area that's internal OB and have it be waist high and say good luck? Yeah, I'm sure there's many ways to do it. And, uh, they don't race there anymore, that's for sure. No, I think it's a range now, so oh. maybe they don't want to ruin it. Maybe it's the range. Ruin it. Maybe it's just because yeah. you see, I mean, if we play a course in the United States, oftentimes you see the range is out of bounds. Yeah. Mainly because we don't want you going over there <laughs> to play it when other people and are bombing. People balls. would. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because they're playing a T set that they don't. <laughs> right. And do you know how much they paid to they play that course? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. I paid to hit balls in this. I'm not stopping while that guy's out there. Have they thought about condos, maybe? Put condos <laughs> up there. No? I'm sure, sure they thought about it. They had how to about a water park? Though. Water park. Would be Put a good. building up there. <laughs> Put a building in there. Hole number two. What course would you risk getting fired for? Just to play once. Today, John Ronis is not with us because he's playing the mighty burning tree mm. where CJ has been lucky enough to work and bartend many a year and met many a people. <laughs> yeah. um, Let's and let has him played drop the another course name. Jesus. Oh, right. he's got we <laughs> No. But uh, he's playing burning tree as part of the member pro, I believe, yeah. and said, I can't come to the golf show today. And normally he never misses the show. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to fire him, by the way. Uh, we Although, should consider it. Well, there was a risk of it. <laughs> yeah. So the question then is, since Ronis risked getting fired from right. this zero-paying golf show, what, would, what course would you risk getting fired for just to play once? Man, this is too easy, but Augusta yeah. National. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's got to be all three of our answers. We almost have to take it out because I think all you, three of us. You do have to take it out and okay. say, all right, where else? Well, because it's, it's an automatic? It's, yeah. it's an automatic. Yeah, it's got to be. Not for everybody. I mean, Depends on your job. There's many that would risk divorce. To, uh, to okay. play the National, for sure. Okay. What if the weather's not great? What if it's late October and it's supposed to rain all weekend? Well, you got a lot of qualifiers, but I'd still do it. Okay. Yeah. How good? <laughs> so you're saying it's an automatic. I'm saying yeah. no course should be an automatic when it well, comes closed, to losing your they're job. They're closed on all the really bad weather months. So, I mean, how bad okay. could it be? Yeah. Well, not great. Anyway, so if we're going to if we're gonna ignore Augusta National. Take Augusta it's, out. It's, Next course you'd risk getting fired to play. Mm. That's a good one. How about uh, how about what's the one in uh, I'm blanking on uh, in Philly? Um, Marion, 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 no, or Pine Valley? Pine Valley. Yeah. Oh, okay, Pine that's Valley. in Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, Pine Valley. All right, fair enough, buddy. I would 
Cyprus is yeah. is Ooh, would be good. my my choice. Get get out west. Get away. Get, stay uh, there after I'm fired. CJ, I mean, you've, you've played them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in theory, no. and he didn't risk firing th- it either. <laughs> no, that would be the one that I would pick. Cyprus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like the, being out on the cliffs and stuff. I mean, yeah. I would say I'd pick sh- Royal Melbourne too, because okay. then, then I'd be gone. Like if I got fired, I could just <laughs> stay be over in there. Australia. <laughs> You'd be on like, the other side of the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, Shinnecock National Golf Links, or maybe Brookline. Some of those Northeast mm. courses I've never okay. never played. Okay, hole number three here, Emergency Nine. Rich Learner is criminally underrated, in my opinion, as a member of the golf media. Who else do you think? is criminally underrated in terms of being good. Can be an announcer, can be a reporter, anyone in the golf media ecosystem. Underrated. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I don't I think they're all overrated, to be honest. So it's hard for me to come up with somebody underrated. I mean I I don't think well somebody's so, gotta be rated well, to well, you at least. Yeah, well I, I think I just I love to be honest, every time Van Pelt is on golf I like it. Okay, so Van Pelt would qualify for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, I think he's he's a buddy. Uh, every man. Frank Nablo, say, Frank Nablo. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I, I had to trigger You're just you. Just trying to I trigger had, me because right. I, I bought to a you. putter online from another store. Yeah. It's not. Why do you do this to me? You're dead to me. You're dead to me. Okay. Roger Maltby, I always enjoyed. I don't know if he was underrated, but he's you just felt like he's off TV. He is, but does he have to be on TV right now? Uh, no, because there's a companion hole. Yeah, but but just far as being underrated, okay, you like. But Maltby. I'll go with Shane Bacon. Have you guys listened to Shane, Shane Bacon's Bacon? Good. Yeah, yeah, I like, like him. CJ. Like uh, first of all, Rich Lerner is class act. I mean, one of the best uh, ever. So nice and so awesome. I would pick uh, Colt Nost right now. I think he's a yeah. superstar mm. uh, in the in the making. I think yeah. he's gonna eventually going to be in a tower on eighteen, but right. or he has the ability to be like the next sort of. Faraday walking with groups and right. he's funny, he's relatable. I'd yeah. pick Nost. I'm going to pick the guy who you'll hear this weekend a lot, and that is Mike Tarico, who is celebrating, I think, his 25th year of doing the Open or 30th year, maybe. It's been a long time. He's so good on golf. He's good on everything he does, yep. but I'm a huge fan. Hole number four. What is the proper way to approach somebody who you suspect is cheating in a tournament, a club event, or whatever, or may inadvertently be breaking a rule? Well, this is easy for me. You're a rules official. I'm a rules official. <laughs> I'm talking about as a player. Uh, yeah. So fellow competitor. Right. Um, so I am when I play with just play with friends. If I played with you three, I really don't get into you know observing them so closely to watch them. You know, and, and if they make a violation, if someone asks me a question, I'm happy to answer it. Okay. Uh, but you know, if let's say I'm playing in a like a club championship against against an opponent, right? Where I'm. If they do something that's directly affecting me, I'm just going to say I don't think you can do that, you know. And we need to make we need to call in a rules official. I wouldn't do it myself. Okay, I'd say we need to call a rules official because I don't think you can do that. Okay, buddy. Is this a blatant situation where somebody's breaking the rules, or are they blatant just, enough where you know they're, they're getting all blatant. it? Blatant. Well, yeah, you but break it, the rules or you don't. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Listen to the rules oh, official getting it. Like no, there's the, shades of gray. But yeah. there's shades no, of but gray. But is this where this guy is trying to gain an advantage? You know what I mean? Like of as far as like if you yes. sense that, if that's what he's his objective is, you got to you got to call it out and say, hey, yeah. I I don't think this yeah, is you, the way. You give this him permission to do it all the time if you don't bring it up. What what about a guy at the club? Uh, CJ, that's kind of a known rule bender. Yeah, I mean, unacceptable. I've 
dealt with those. I mean, I, I think the one how thing... Do you say, how have you approached them? What have you said? Because you don't want to get yourself all ginned up and play poorly because there's a confrontation. Oh, no, I mean, I've said before, are you going to put that on a tee? You know, <laughs> like when you've seen somebody sort of mess with their ball or yeah. something like that. The one I'll, I'll, you know, I won't let slide, but I'll, you know, approach it differently is if it's a drop situation. And some people just don't know where you're supposed to drop. Left mm-hmm. side of the car path, right side of the car path. You know, that, that type of thing, or, or they don't know the lines or the stakes or that sort of thing. And like, if you're just playing a regular match and someone's sort of an ass about, you know, a drop, you know, and not just cool with them, you right. know, yep. I, I don't like that when that okay. happens. But, All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, another good move is for the guy that fluffs it too much, just toss a tee on the ground and say, here, use one of these next time. They're easier. <laughs> That'll well, zing them really well, good. My, my approach, too, is so there's currently, because of the, uh, redo of the rules. There's 24 rules in the golf. I said, I, I will say, um, so which of the 24 rules do you want to use today? Oh, if we're not going to use them sassy. all. Sassy. We're not going to use the them 24? all. Which ones are we going to follow? What so if a I'll guy has know. an answer like everything but 12-2, <laughs> <That's right>. 17-1? <laughs> hey, as long as, long as we all know up front, I'm fine. And yeah. I could to c- cover go on 22-3, but that's yeah. up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will get you with that. By the way, I do feel like the new drop rules I feel like I cheat every time I take a drop. <laughs> it's a weird thing. you guys? Thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And when we started playing golf, you dropped it yeah. over yes. your shoulder. Yep. So it's – it, you know, I told a, uh, my, my owner, who's, who's a 40-year-old guy, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's, he goes, it's so weird to be dropping not from here but here. I'm like, yeah, well, you yeah, should He's like, really? He had no idea. <laughs> had no idea he'd drop over your shoulder. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's like – you get this range of area you can drop it within. You yep. get to go at knee height. And then you know if you're dropping it somewhere legally in that relief area that is too sloped to keep it from bouncing and rolling out of there, two drops, and now you're placing it. Yep. Right, which is all what all the tour guys do. They, On they, a, they look for the place that oh, it's going to roll out. so did I. And I'm like, oh, too bad it rolled away. Yep. Fluffy little patch of Mick Grasserson. Boop. Yeah. There we go. Topped it. <laughs> that's karma though. <laughs> that's karma hole number five nick faldo is making his broadcast tv comeback just for the open just for a limited engagement i love faldo although i thought he kind of sort of got bored at the end of his career as a commentator which commentator which announcer which announcer or commentator would you bring back dead or alive for one tournament i'd love to hear venturi at the masters again yeah. Just, you know, the, the voice was so soothing yeah. uh, for that event, you know, especially the intro, like when they, they would come on TV. Back then, they were only not showing 18 holes, right? So they'd come on for the back nine, and you just hear him kind of introduce it and kind of catch you up. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Buddy? I was thinking, you know, 86 Masters, the whole lineup of all of those guys, Venturi yeah. being one of those, Pat Summerall, all of them, you know, which one of these guys? And then Vin Scully popped in my head. And when I first started watching golf, like, Ben Scully was he was it for it. NBC, yeah, yeah, and uh, and just remembering his voice in, in golf. Have you Welcome seen the to highlight? the Wiley yeah. Open here, yeah, the Sony exactly. Wiley Country Club for the Sony Open, <laughs> as they had the Love's theme music playing. As so they had the they had the the Open Championship, and they they did a special on pot bunkers, and I actually saw it on on Twitter, I think, but they had a, the footage and the audio of Vin Scully. Rick somebody, Massingale. Yeah, yes. Massingale trying to get out of a pot bunker, that. and he took like Poor eight guy. shots or something like that, but it was so classic. Did Scully. you look around that pot bunker at the grass? 
It's like non-existent. Dirt, it, was, yeah. it looked like a yeah. where was that? Community. What course was that? That was Hilton Head, right? Oh wow! What, wasn't that? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't in the open. But it's yeah. Harbor, Harbor, Harbor Town. Yeah, yeah. back I in did. the day. Okay, uh, go ahead, uh, CJ. Yep. Mine's no brainer. It's Johnny Miller. I'm a big Johnny Miller fan. Uh. I like the per, he bring, brought so much personality to it. The second guessing, I always loved it. I used to say, if you could have one guy do the play by play of your life. Just follow you around. I'd want Johnny Miller just second it's guessing, harsh. second yeah. guessing. Exactly. Are, are you sure you're gonna go with the cheeseburger instead of the chicken sandwich? Like you know, like I. Uh, no, I, I was always a big Johnny Miller fan. Yeah. I definitely would have gone with the chicken sandwich there. Yeah. I came to appreciate Miller in the later years he was on. At first, I was not a fan. But that's the same I was with Billy Packer. I didn't like Billy Packer yeah. for a long time, and I came to appreciate him. And guys like that are kind of gone. Yep. New guys, they don't ever want to get on anyone's bad mm-hmm. side. Nope. Johnny Miller didn't want to be anyone's friend, didn't need to be anyone's friend. He wanted to call it like he saw it. Yep. yep. I'd bring back Ben Wright. Oh, the oh, battle nice. is joined. Yeah. My word. And he was my word. <laughs> and if not him, Peter Alice. Yep. Two greats. Okay, hole number six. If you ever, for any reason, pay money for golf tees, are you a hopeless sucker? For sure. You sell them right there on that we wall. We sell a and lot I, exactly, of tees. and I'm standing sitting next <laughs> to the guy. Sell a lot of tees. I don't. I wouldn't say he makes his living selling tees, no. but but he does sell tees. The margins on those must be spectacular. Well, and there's all kinds of choices. I mean, sure. it, it's pretty unbelievable. But we do sell a okay. ton of tees, and I can't. But you do not want to get on the golf course without a tee. So yeah, but someone's got it. them, and you can grab a pile. I mean, yeah. yes. the funny thing is, as you know, you our professional events, we have a little starters box, and we, you know, the scorecards and stuff. We have this giant section for tees. And now I'm talking about pros who have them all at their course with their course name on them, yep. and they're beautiful. They reach in with two handfuls, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, where are you go? You can't even fit them in your pockets. You're sticking them in their golf bag for those situations where they don't have them. But yep. there's so I, many opportunities for free tees. I treat just, those yep. tee bins like the claw game at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if they're not spilling out of my pockets as I walk back to the cart, I've failed. Yep. But. Yeah. Loser. If you buy <laughs> Loser if you buy them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Buying tees. What's a worse purchase that you can make? I mean, it, they literally it breaks. On, it could break on the sure. first hole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you shouldn't Let, buy them. You can always bum some off of yeah. someone but else. Buddy you know? votes for selling them. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Them. Yeah. Let's go stand up front and we'll watch the register for about half an hour. And yeah. anyone who brings up, I'm tees, sure you've you can got just like say loser. The yeah. plastic <laughs> ones that that have brushes on them and all the fancy uh, yeah, things. Yeah, the ones that measure the. Uh, you got to choose the, your colors. Yeah, you got a lot of choices here. The worst is the how many skews do you have in tees? That's my question. The worst is the munis that'll put about a dozen in a little uh, cellophane bag yeah. and charge a dollar. <laughs> yeah, right. And they think, well, it's only a dollar. What a deal. <laughs> no, it's not a deal. You're getting ripped off. You paid eight cents each for those. It's okay. Crazy. Hole number seven, golf hoodies. If nobody ever puts the hood over their head, what's the point of a golf hoodie? It's just fashion. Okay. Yeah, I have a Puma one with an American flag on it that's awesome. Okay. I love it. Just fashion. What, what I've noticed too but. in the uh, what was the women's major? I can't remember which one it was. That was just recently. Maybe it was the women's open. The Augusta wind was blowing. Wind. Yeah, and it's distracting you. Yeah. It's blowing up against. That would be the worst thing. I especially putting. It would freak me out to feel something. You know, maybe the, maybe the women because they have ponytails. 
they're used to hair or something brushing against them, but yeah. it would freak me out if my hoodie blew up while I was trying to putt. Buddy, you've got a lot of hoodie product out here on the floor. I love people buying them and wearing them at home. I don't yeah. need them on the golf course wearing them. I, I just don't like it. I don't like the look of it. Um, but we or do the sell a lot. distraction factor. Wear, yeah, yeah. I don't. But you don't see them wearing them on top of their head. No, never. And you know, I for I love it's hoodies. Sun protection for you. Be well, good. hey, you know, I got a hat for that. <laughs> okay. Now, if they made a hoodie that had a rain repellent top then you nice. can pop the top now you're talking for light rain hmm. that is not going to totally interrupt your round but nobody's made that so far i love hoodies in the I winter and the fall coming i love hoodies in the winter and the fall because of the kangaroo pocket in front yep. that can house wallet keys sunglasses all kinds sandwiches sodas <laughs> you just load that Cheat, kangaroo pocket up chicken popcorn just loose in there it'd be great <laughs> two more hold hold number eight who has the better logo augusta or the new open championship logo whose hat i'm wearing right now uh, it's i mean i'm a sucker Augusta's, sucker for augusta uh, yeah. yeah just that know, looks nice with the three, this logo the, is coming on strong boy. yeah where did you buy that by the way at the open shop at St. Andrews. Okay, all right, I'm going to allow that. The, the 3D, <laughs> 3D aspect of that logo looks really good, yep. mm-hmm. but it doesn't touch the Augusta logo. Okay, yep. I there, like the simplicity. Peop- there's going to be way more people asking you. Claret jug in the middle. What is that the, the uh, logo for? Then impossible that there'd be less than. Maybe I don't want people asking me. Maybe I don't want people knowing. Maybe I want to be my own secret. It's Augusta. Okay, it's Augusta. Yeah. Okay, hole number nine. Gonna stop asking these Augusta questions because the answer is always Augusta. <laughs> Hole number nine. If you own a stimp meter, you're a loser. <laughs> you I'm are. not done with the question. <laughs> and use it at golf courses to check green speed. Are you a dork? Yes. And a loser. Do we yes. have Do we have a story of someone who's done this? Oh, I know. I think our our host <laughs> might have one. It might be feeling us out for. Uh, Next time we play together. No, I do know a golf course owner in Wisconsin, though, is very proud of his green speeds, and I've seen him pull his stimp out and measure on the second hole. Okay, that's a little brag yeah, about that's how a little, well That's the owner. Running. Yeah, yeah that's that, great. That, he's using it for a marketing reason. If you're that. using it on the on the practice green to see how oh, I'm going to be able to hit this today, that's that's where we don't like well, it. But here's what's dumb, just real quick as we go out to break. This is an important piece of data in a data-driven sport now that is not being accessed. I think golfers would benefit from knowing the number, but it's a bit cumbersome to measure. You need a tape measure, and it's just basically a, it's like a yardstick with a groove. Yep. Do you sell stimp meters here? Never, you sell tees never here. Have. No, <laughs> Maybe you should. No. Maybe we should. Does Edward Stimson, who invented it, have the patent? Is he not letting other people make them? No, they make them. I can buy them as a, as a golf administrator. Okay. I'll take some stimp meters and some iron covers, please, and wrap it up. And And with the (laughs) teeth. All right, coming up, our final segment here. Ball retriever. (laughs) Some loose ends on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom here in Tyson's Corner. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. Today's edition of the Capital Golf Gang is being brought to you exclusively by Golfdom. All right. All the new clubs for 2023 are available at Golfdom now. We didn't really talk about Callaway's Paradigm line, TaylorMade Stealth 2, the Ping G430, the Titleist TSR Woods, and more. 
Golfdom is stocking up on some great spring fashions. Come check out the latest from Peter Millar, Holderness and Bourne, RLX, and more. And get custom fit for a new driver or a set of irons in one of their four dedicated bays at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Golfdom, live the game in Tyson's, Annapolis now, and soon in Rockville. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, airborne. We are back. Thank you for joining us, and thank you to WJFK for airing this show Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., 106.7 The Fan in D.C. And, of course, you can get it uh, via podcast. Uh, Just search Capital Golf Gang wherever you get your podcasts, including on the Red Circle platform, which is where my other podcast is lives and thrives so at the end of the show you hear the disclaimer of me saying or the announcer saying hey you know if you want us to come out to your place let us know just got this text today jim ratcliffe at meadows farms says oh that's in my neighborhood he says that is in your neighborhood down near where the headquarters for the middle atlantic are right it's where i live yeah yeah you live down there um he says would love to have you boys down there Uh, i heard you uh i've heard the show he said I've been turning on the show the last few weeks and running replay on Bluetooth around the starter shed. Lots of good comments from customers. Very nice. cool. Nice. nice. That is infamously the uh, home of the 840-yard par 6 at yes. Farms. Which the I need. Field. The baseball field hole. Yeah. Yeah. Which I need to see. Uh, he says that they've had a longtime superintendent come home last year, and the course is in the best shape it's ever been probably in the last decade. Nice. Yeah, good job. Savvy by that guy too. He got mentioned on the golf show. <laughs> well, this is the. It's only taken five years. You know, we, we start with Meadows Farms. We work our yeah, way we've up. We've been to, to some courses along the way. Five farms. You know, from Meadows Farms to five farms. <laughs> okay, some odds and ends to get to here. First of all, uh, let's talk Virginia Open, Mister Gould. Yeah. So we just mentioned the Maryland Open, and uh, the Virginia Open is uh, this coming weekend. So. When you hear this uh, on JFK on Saturday morning, uh, round one will be done on Friday, and then we'll play round two and round three on the weekend. So it's just you know another uh, op- great opportunity f- with a uh, what's the field? 144 players, good mix of you know basically half AMs, half pros, um, and you know playing it out. I, I do got to shout out Independence Golf Club because not only are they hosting our men's open, but they're host they hosted our inaugural women's open. Uh, in June, and they're hosting the Senior Open in September. So all three nice. opens for Virginia at one place, uh, and they donate the greens fees. We don't we don't pay greens fees for the event, so it's incredible that they do that, and we're very appreciative. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, especially because when I'm in the company of Zabe, uh, probably I don't know, maybe it's 14, 15 years ago, we started a Capital Cup for juniors, uh, Virginia juniors against Maryland juniors. Uh, qualifying was similar to the Potomac Cup that Zabe had was running at the time. Uh, and uh, so 12 junior boys, uh, boys and girls and 12, uh, from each state uh, duke it out on a Saturday, Sunday. So that's coming up uh, here in mid-August. Nice. Uh, and the qualifiers are completed, so we have the teams. And uh, shout-out to those listening that have made the teams, and we look forward to a great uh, match between Virginia and Maryland. Okay. Buddy, what do you got? Oh, you know, British Open week, the Open Championship week, I guess. I'm yep. still I'm still British Open, too. I yeah. Know. But um, – you know, it just makes me reflect. We we opened in this building 1997. Uh, the business started before I was with it, but 1982. Um, so it's always kind of a uplifting time. Busy because of 
the British Open, the the Open Championship being mm-hmm. played early in the morning. Although that's that's becoming later and later in the afternoon. <laughs> that's but right. uh, we get busy after that. So yeah. most most of the they watch all, and come in, huh? Yeah, all the other majors goes on past the time we're closed. So this yep. one's kind of wraps up, and then we get a little extra business compared to the others. Um, and my oldest son just turned twenty one yesterday. Nice. I was in the hospital in two thousand two during the British Open. Was able to watch, you know, all night because yeah. I was up all night yeah. anyway. So uh, anyway, it's a good time of year for me to kind of reflect I like back. That. That's great. I'm still not, boys, quite over the fact that this is it for the majors. Yeah, that rough. is weird. Yeah, who won in 2002? Thomas Hamilton. <laughs> Thomas Hamilton? No, no was it? Uh, uh, what was his name? Hamilton yeah. was the name. Hamilton. It was the guy who used the first hybrid. Yeah, he was a. Uh, he hit hybrid. Todd ship. He either won that year or the next year. Ernie Els may have won, but we'd have to go back and look. 2002. Els, I was looking at Els's uh, Open Championship record. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean it's littered with ones and twos and threes and fourth places. Like his records. The one year awesome. wasn't it? The one year uh, he and Adam Scott had a duel, like Phil and. Uh, what was the reason? Henrik Stenson. Yeah, Henrik Stenson had a, yeah. had a duel. That was it. when Adam Scott made a couple of shaky yeah. bogeys down yeah. the stretch, yeah. and it cost him. Yep. That was a tough one because I'm a big yep. Adam Scott fan. Uh, a lot of people are. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you say that Ernie Els' British Open record or Open record is really good. Have you seen Nicholas's record in his peak years? Didn't like, yeah, there's a long time where he didn't, st- he didn't finish lower than sixth. Oh, it? yeah. It was crazy. Like a 15 or 10 year run. Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. I'll, I'll call it up here. But yeah, he was pretty much littered with win, T2, T5. He had of, tw- of a 20 year run, he had 16 top five. Oh, yeah. And three or four wins, I think. Well, and then the Turnberry. So he's a good golfer, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, right. he, he was. Uh, his that, game has, you know, yeah, suffered the <laughs> the ravages of time, like all of ours have suffered. So yeah, uh, that's one there. CJ, what do you got for this week? How's the Salute Military Golf Association going? Uh, it's going very well. Our next big event in the DC area is September 11th, and it's called our uh, third annual SMGA Vet Am, and in this tournament, it's at Argyle Country Club. And uh, in this tournament, every foursome gets the opportunity to play with a SMGA Purple Heart veteran. So it's a pretty special event. Like I said, third year now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're rolling on that. It's smgavetam3.com to register. Still got some sponsorships available and uh, some foursomes. So it's looking good. Nice. It'll be a great event. Very cool. I love it. Um, did you see Hideki Matsuyama's warm-up routine <laughs> I saw at the Open of Championship? It. And what would it take for you to replicate what he does? It is like the polar opposite. Here it is right here. You can watch it. <laughs> he does things with his hips that even Shakira would say, whoa, whoa, what are you doing there? Look at that. Is this the new Miguel and Hale Jimenez? Yeah. No, Miguel's warm-up was laughably light. It was yeah. like, put your knees together and swish them around. Yeah. Hideki is moving his hips he's in a way. He's activating his glutes is what he's yeah. doing. Look at that. He's got his feet, go, toes going out in a 90-degree angle, squatting down. so his hip problems right there. I can see it. What's uh, the problem? Well, no, no. He's, he's stretching because he's had hip issues before. Oh, okay. Because... I'm I'm going through some of that. I don't quite get to that level, but I'm going to do <laughs> stretches like that. 
<laughs> That's pretty amazing right yep. there. Have you guys found that warming up actually helps? Increasingly as I get older, yes. I'm more dubious than ever. I've never found stretching to really make me go, wow, I played great today because I stretched for five minutes. I'm not saying I play great. Oh. I'm saying I don't get hurt playing yeah, golf. Yeah, you got you know, that's Especially that's if you're playing a couple days in a row, I yeah. got to stretch. Otherwise, I, I can suffer so through the next day. If it's are they around. structured stretches or just sort of a – Yeah, yeah, sort of just better than nothing. There's no structure yeah. There's no structure to it. go. I okay. find that I'm worse – the looser I get. Interesting. I'm notorious for making pars on one, two, and three straight out of the car, and then <laughs> doubles on four, five, and six. Uh, I think when you stretch, you raise your expectations, yeah. and that's never a good thing. So I'm, I'm heading to Ireland uh, on Sunday. Oh, that's great. Where are you playing? Southwest. So uh, uh, Old Head, Tralee. Old Head, Tralee, Dukes, Old Head, Waterville, and Ballybunion. Awesome. Nice. And uh, so five days in a row, and, you know, I don't think I've played five days this year, much less five <laughs> days in a row. So I will be stretching, uh, you know, just really to, just to be able to keep going. You know, I want to make sure I get to play. And like I said, I'm, I'm not looking to play better. I'm just looking to be able to play, to be able to play 18 holes each day without pulling something or having a problem. So that's, yeah. that's my idea with stretching. All right. A couple things real quick, then we're done here. As if we didn't already know, golf was insanely hard. Scotty Scheffler has been absolutely lapping the world in strokes gained tee to green at pretty much every tournament he tees it up. But he's not winning, not very much lately, because he can't putt. Like, his putting is just atrocious statistically. At the Memorial, he gained more than 20 shots tee to green, which was one of the best marks of any event of all time, but finished a shot out of the playoff because he was dead last in putting losing more than eight and a half shots to the field. Same story a week before that at the Charles Schwab Challenge when he was again near the bottom of the field in putting and first by a mile in strokes gained tee to green. That's crazy. Painful. Painful. You know he's working on it, yep. and he doesn't show it because he's such an easygoing, mild-mannered guy. It must be and you, and you tearing look at him, him And you don't say that guy's a bad putter when you look at him because he doesn't have like – who is it? He's that not yipping it. Who is it that had the loop in their putt? Uh, do you remember? Uh, was it Charlie Hoffman or uh, Billy Mayfair? Billy Mayfair. Billy Mayfair. Billy Mayfair. Cut. Where oh, yeah. you look at that guy and you go, oh, "Of course he's a bad putter." Look at that stroke. Yeah. It's just not enough balls go in, right? Yeah. I mean, you Will Zalatoris also is yeah, a weird also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, he's been out of the picture, so he's out of mind. He's mine. coming back this fall, though. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. With yeah. Scheffler, I mean, I realize it was academic at the time, but it makes me think of the 18th hole at Augusta when he was playing hockey. Yeah, you know, yeah, he four putted the, you know, to, right, to, win. to win. He had yeah. a bunch of strokes that he, you know, to to win. But I mean, he was terrible there. It was, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the other one was somebody pointed out that Billy Horschel was eleven months ago on the Presidents Cup team, and rightfully so. And now, I forget where he's fallen off to, but he is off the map. Is it putting for him? I don't know. Could yeah, be. Everyone. He was, he was, look at, at Justin Thomas. Yeah. Justin Thomas 84. hasn't done squat yeah. in the last. I yes, I mean, he's Thomas not going to make the Ryder Cup well. team he's not gonna at make, this rate. He may not make the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right. At this Justin yeah. Thomas could miss the playoffs? Yeah, yeah well, he, I think when he, he got top five in one of those. He, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open, and then yeah. the next week, was that Canada? No, it was uh, Hartford. I think, you know, he kind of competed and finished yeah. sixth or seventh. That got him to 60th, yeah. which is going to – which is, should make it to the playoffs. But he won't make the second round, right. which is crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Golf is hard. As yep. I say all the time, boys, golf is the, is the dumbest, hardest game ever. But the problem is 
We they haven't. It. They haven't made anything better yet. <laughs> when they do, we'll play it. That's but right now, this is the best we got. All right, boys. Great show this Pickle week. Ball. Thank you so much. Thank you to Golfdom for sponsoring the Capital Golf Gang. And yes, as always, we are shameless whores for gear, merch, free rounds, you name it. We'll bring the show down to your place and have a great time. Thanks, boys. Have a great week. Go play some golf. Enjoy the Open, and we will see you next time. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. And for free swag, we're all an extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brabble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.